Welcome, Impactful Parents. It's time for the Impactful Parenting Podcast, where I give you parenting tips and resources to make you a more impactful parent to your school-age child. I am your host, Christina Campos. You might be screaming and yelling at your kid. Maybe you've tried taking everything away, their phone, their freedom. Maybe you even tried taking off their bedroom door. Or perhaps you've tried the opposite approach. Have you tried gifting your child with everything you never got growing up so that your child will be happy and listen to you? And maybe you tried both techniques and nothing works. You've just ended up with an ungrateful child who won't listen and talks back. Yikes. (laughs) That's so frustrating. You're probably wondering, what's wrong with my kid? Or, Or maybe you're thinking how can I fix this? What am I doing wrong? Well, hello. My name is Christina Campos. I'm founder of The Impactful Parent, and every week I give you parenting videos that can help you in your parenting journey. If you have a particular parenting topic or question about your school-age child and you would like me to address it, please submit it at theimpactfulparent at gmail.com or by messaging me on social media, and all submissions are kept anonymous. Now today, I'm going to talk to you about positive discipline, how you can discipline your child in a way that is effective and still doesn't ruin that parent-child relationship like hitting or taking everything away or or yelling at your child can do. I'll be giving you a six-step process you need to see change in your discipline and stick around to the end because I'm also going to be giving you some free resources to check out that will also help you in this process. So let's get started. Okay, step one, get your mindset right. Yeah, that's step one. Many people grew up with their parents spanking and taking a super authoritarian stance on parenting. Me too. Like, We were told, do this because I said so, and don't do that or else. Well, if this is how you grew up, it's no wonder that you might be lost as to why your discipline isn't working. People will naturally do things that they know and feels familiar. The problem is, things are not like how we grew up anymore. Culture and society have changed. But before we dive into a new way of disciplining, it's important to give yourself some grace for trying those old ways. This isn't your fault. Your child never came with a manual. These preconceived thoughts make up your foundation on what you believe discipline should look like. So ask yourself, how did I grow up? What was I taught? Am I doing that right now with my child? Was I taught punishment is the most effective discipline technique? Do I believe children should be seen and not heard? Was I allowed to express emotion when I was growing up? Or did I have to stuff all those emotions deep down inside? And did I see my childhood discipline as too soft, too firm, too loose, or too rigid? Now, today I'm giving you permission to analyze those old beliefs and throw them away. They aren't working for you anyway. You don't need to hold on to them anymore. I want you to consider a new belief that discipline is not about punishment. Discipline is about guiding, teaching, training, 
modeling, and correcting behaviors. The point of discipline is to teach our kids how to make better choices and improve their moral character. Punishment is about making your child's life so miserable and painful that they want to comply. Instead, let's learn how to discipline in a way that brings your child closer to you, improves your relationship, and doesn't make your child fear you, but rather confide in you for help. All right, so that's step one. Let's get to step two. Step two is create a connection as soon as possible. There is a saying in the parenting world, you must connect before you correct. Okay, this concept might be completely different from your own upbringing. Still, extensive research from doctors shows that parents cannot positively influence their children until they have created bond. Yeah, this means creating a relationship with your child where they don't fear you, but rather trust you. Sometimes parents must stop dealing with the misbehavior and first heal, stabilize, and grow the relationship they have with their child because connection creates a sense of safety and openness for your child. You must create trust in good times if you want your child to come to you during those difficult times. So as you know, trust doesn't just happen overnight. This is going to take some time and consistency on your part. Here are my suggestions for creating your connection as soon as possible. The first is explain to your child that you don't want to yell at them anymore and you don't want to spank them. Tell them that you want to change and you want to love them. The second thing you're going to do is schedule 15 minutes of one-on-one time with your child every week. If you can do more than 15 minutes, woohoo, great. But 15 minutes is a good place to start because one-on-one time might mean that you have to get a babysitter for your other kids. And one-on-one time is not watching TV together. Also, put your one-on-one time in your calendar. If you don't do this, I find that parents get busy. And although they have good intentions, they just won't do it. The third thing you want to do, talk with your child about the house rules. Ask them what kind of new rules that you guys want to set in the house that's going to make them feel safe and that they think that they can follow. Let your child verbalize what's important to them. Then once you've talked about the rules, write the rules down on a piece of paper and then discuss with your child what are the consequences of breaking those rules, what they should be. Again, Let them have a say in their punishment. If your child is being too harsh or too lenient with their punishments, then talk to them about that and come to a compromise. You still have the power here. I am not telling you to let the kids make the rules and make the consequences. No, what I am telling you is that the kids should have a say in this. It should become a conversation. And this is the conversation that you should have together. What rules do they want? And what are those consequences for breaking those rules that they said they want to have in their house? It will naturally have them make ownership inside of them that is then going to allow them to comply more and follow those rules. And then the fourth thing you want to do. To create a connection discipline, you want to keep the energy of the discipline 
positive. When your child breaks the rules, remind them of the rule they broke and then implement the consequence you agreed upon quickly and without argument. If your child tries to engage you, walk away from all the yelling and negotiations. Matter-of-factly implement consequences without drama because matching their yelling and big emotions, it does nothing except keep you in that circle of chaos. Then, the fifth thing you want to do. After the dust has settled, go back to your child and check in with their feelings. Allow them to vent without you talking at all. I'm going to say that again. Allow them to vent without you talking at all. Just listen to their perspective and feelings and let them talk. After that, refer to the Helping Kids to Learn from Their Mistakes free resource that I'm going to mention at the end of this episode so that you can get that. Go through that free PDF that I'll be giving you. The free PDF is not to fix your child's problems, but instead to help you guide them to learn from their mistakes. All right, then the sixth thing you want to do to start creating those connections quickly is there are five things to keep in mind to connect with your child. They are listening, safe touch like hugs and handholds and pats on the back, using positive words like focusing on what your child does really well instead of what they're doing wrong all the time. Make eye contact because being engaged with your child That means you need to actually look at them and not give them half-ass attention like working while or talking to them while you're on your phone. And then fifth, speak to your child's love language. And if you're unfamiliar with the five love languages by Gary Chapman, go to www.fivelovelanguages.com and read all about it. It's an amazing website. Lastly, keep in mind that how you connect with your child should change as your child grows because (laughs) they change too. A common mistake that parents make is trying to connect with their child the same way they did three years ago. No, no, no. Connection will change as your child grows. And it's easy. Just do whatever your child wants. Not what you want to do, what they want to do. So ask them. Ask them what they want to do. All right, let's get back to our disciplining. And step three. Step three is learn different ways to discipline. Yeah, remember that our goal of discipline is to teach a lesson. The goal of consequences is not to hurt your child, but to create paths for solutions. So discipline can have many forms, and I want you to learn these new forms. The first one is training. Teaching your kids how to do something by having them actually do it. That's training. This is a learning by doing method. Many parents stray away from training their kids because it takes time and effort by the parent. Because you have to show your child how to do what you want them to do. Then you must let them do it alone. Go back and correct them. Monitor their progress. And finally, keep a consistent expectation that they have the skills to do the task now. Also, once parents have trained their child to do something, they must trust their child to do it, even if they know they're going to mess up at times. So this is really hard to do. It's difficult. This method takes patience and monitoring and effort. 
and a willingness to allow your child to learn from their failures. Think about how you can use the training method to teach your child a skill that you need them to learn, like how to clean the room or how to cook for themselves. Brainstorm, how can you implement training in your life? The second kind of disciplining could be modeling, teaching kids how to do something by role modeling what you want. You can shape and influence your child by walking the walk and talking the talk yourself. Role modeling with creating rituals and routines are now a super powerful influence and resource. How you can teach your child a new skill through role modeling might look like if you want your child to be faithful, then you would make a model, the ritual of going to church or praying in front of them. Or maybe you don't want phones at the dinner table anymore. So you'll have to model what that behavior looks like and follow the rules that you want to implement. And then there is correcting. This is the third type of uh, teaching and, and discipline that you can start to implement. Correcting. The last thing that you want to do is do the task for your child because it's easier or faster. I know. We've all done it. Okay, We've all done this because it's the easy way out. But if you do the task for them, the only thing you're teaching your child is that if they ignore the issue long enough, that you'll do that task for them. <laughs> so don't do that. Correcting your child's behavior is best done by role modeling what you want to see, then training your child to how to do the task, and then revisiting what happened that went wrong and talking about how they could do it better the next time. The objective of correction is to adjust the behaviors for a positive outcome. You can use the free resource document that I'm going to give you at the end of this episode, and it's called Learning from Mistakes. And this free PDF is going to help you walk through that process of guiding your child to learn so that you are correcting some of the things that they've done. All right. And then lastly, there are four foundations of discipline. Yeah, just four. <laughs> but you should know what they are. So you can take those four core techniques and apply them to your disciplining repertoire. Um, so to learn those four foundations of discipline, I want you to watch another short video that I have at theimpactfulparent.com slash discipline. And I'll make sure I leave all these links down below. Then step four of this whole process. Okay, step four. It's important to teach vocabulary for feeling words. Yeah, a lot of the time, kids and even teenagers act inappropriately because they don't know how to express themselves any other way. They don't have the vocabulary to tell anyone how they feel. So instead, they'll show you. <laughs> yeah, teenagers do this all the time. The more vocabulary that you can teach your child to express their feelings, the less that's going to happen. I like to do this activity in the car and make it a game where we just build on new vocabulary words while we're driving somewhere. Also, don't label feelings as good or bad. You feel the way you do, and that's it, period. You can't help it. Accept all feelings in your household. By accepting all feelings in your home, you're not saying that you accept all behaviors. No, 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 those are completely different things. That's an important distinguisher. But be aware of what you are allowed to feel 
growing up. Because if you weren't allowed to feel those feelings growing up, then it's possible that you're not allowing your child to feel those feelings either. So be aware of what your child might be telling you with their behaviors. Then step five, (laughs) this is perfect. It's be a behavior detective. Because just like I said, every behavior has a reason. Behaviors are a child's way of telling their parents how they feel, especially if they don't have the vocabulary. So this means that parents need to be detectives of the meanings behind those behaviors. When your child is acting crazy and you're looking at them with that uh, Tom from Tom and Jerry and his jaw is dropping down to the floor and you're asking yourself, okay, what is their goal by doing blank? Okay. That's what you want to ask yourself. I know your jaw is on the floor, but ask yourself, what is their goal by doing blank, by acting this way, however their crazy might look like? What's the goal of that? What are they trying to tell you? Do they need attention? Do they need acknowledgement for some reason? Do they need some sense of power? Do they feel like they don't have any choices or control over what's happening? Do you as a parent feel challenged? Because that's a good indicator that maybe that they're trying to get power. This is also another indicator that your child might be screaming for some more choice in their life. Maybe they want revenge by how they're acting. Do they have a need to protect themselves because they feel scared or they're feeling unsafe? Because kids that bully and boss people around or hide might be trying to protect themselves with those behaviors. Or maybe your child feels discouraged or like they're going to fail. So they may be sabotaging, avoiding, procrastinating, or hiding. All those behaviors says, I'm afraid. These behaviors show signs of being scared to fail or or not living up to your expectations. Now, I can go on and on, but the point is that parents need to find the meaning behind their child's behaviors. If too many crazy behaviors are happening all at once, which is likely, just pick one and focus on the meaning behind that behavior first. Take one behavior at a time. Behaviors do have a purpose. Your child's likely using these behaviors to cope with the feeling that they don't like. So remember that behaviors are how your child is asking for help. So how can you help them? Lastly, before I move on to step six, remember that if your child has been acting like this for a while, they feel comfortable with those behaviors and those behaviors have likely become habits. And guess what? Habits are hard to break. Self-negative talk and fears and thought patterns, they can become habits. Plus, if it's uncomfortable when you change a habit, then you're not going to want to change it. It makes people uneasy, and that includes your child. So be patient as you retrain their behaviors and their thought patterns. All right, let's get to step six. Step six, this is the final step. You're going to show your child how to act better. Because one of the biggest mistakes I see parents make is telling the child, no, you can't do that. But then they end the conversation there. 
The child is left knowing what they can't do, but they still have no idea what they can do. For example, a parent might ask a child to clean his room. And a half hour later, the parent goes upstairs to check on the child and their progress. And as the parent steps into the child's bedroom, the room appears to be clean. But lo and behold, the parent also finds all the child's clothes stuffed inside the dresser drawers, wrinkled, and even a few snack bars maybe hiding among the jeans. Okay, the parent gets mad at the child and says, this is not cleaning up your room. Don't stuff your clothes in the dressers. Fix it. And then the parent storms out of the room angry. Now the child knows that stuffing the clothes into the dresser drawers is not cleaning the room. That was clear. But they are also left with the question of, well, what is? What am I supposed to do? See, because from the child's perspective, their room looks great. There's nothing on the floor. The room looks clean. This child is left to guess what the parent wants now and might even be afraid because they thought they did a good job the first time, but instead they just got yelled at and now they have no idea how to fix it. Mm -hmm. Now, on the other hand, the parent assumed that the child knew what to do and it probably just thinks their child's being lazy. That is a huge disconnect there. Parents cannot assume that the child knows anything. <laughs> Don't assume they know anything at all. Instead, they need to clarify you need to clarify their your expectations by showing the child what you want from them. Even verbally telling the child what you want is not good enough. A lot can be misinterpreted by you just telling your child what you need. Instead, you need to show them. In the case of our example, the parent needs to show the child how to fold clothes and how to neatly put them in the dresser. If your child is lazy, they will stop you from expressing yourself and will tell you that they know. They won't sit there and listen to your lecture. So start explaining yourself in painfully boring ways until your child gets it. They will tell you when you can stop. Trust me. Children don't know what they don't know. So just because your child is smart doesn't mean they can read your mind and know your expectations. So show them your yes after you have told them your no. Now, those are six steps for better discipline. Now it's time to level up your parenting game and put those six steps into action. And I have several free resources for you today that you need to check out. Uh, the first is a video called Making Rules uh, That Your Child Will Follow. The second is a video about the four pillars of discipline. The third is another video about what every child needs. It's three pillars foundations for what children need to be their best selves. All three of those videos, very short, within 15 minutes and all together. And lastly, that free PDF, Helping Kids Learn From Their Mistakes. Okay, so where can you find all these awesome resources? Well, the free PDF you can find at theimpactfulparent.com slash learning questions. I've also made things easy for you and put all the free video resources for you in one place. They are inside the Impactful Parent app. Now, don't worry, the app is free too. You can download it on your Apple Store or the Android Play Store or by going to 
theimpactfulparent.com slash app. You'll find all your videos inside the app in one place under what is the category core content. It's that easy. <laughs> Everything you need at your fingertips inside your pocket whenever you have the moment or need the extra help. The Impactful Parent app is full of episodes just like this one that's going to help you in your parenting journey. You got nothing to lose with these free parenting resources, so go to theimpactfulparent.com and discover how you can step up your parenting game and be a more impactful parent. So download the app right now. But until next time, you got this, parents. I'm just here to help. Thank you for listening today. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And don't forget, the Impactful Parenting Podcast is an extension of the Impactful Parent community. Go to the Impactful Parent website and download the free Impactful Parent app so you don't miss a parenting tip that can help you and your family. Thanks for listening today. So go to theimpactfulparent.com and see you next episode.